Time is a precious thing. Never waste it. Here's to five miserable months on the wagon. I detest cheap sentiment. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. All righty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for our last episode of 2018. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the stories. Thank you for coming back for more stories. Today's stories are going to be about the end of the year, of course, New Year's Eve, and kind of a look back at the past year and kind of a thank you for being here, taking part in this journey with me. We'll do that thank you part and that reminiscing towards the end of the episode, but since we're in that little groove between Christmas and New Year's, it's the perfect opportunity to talk about that little groove between Christmas and New Year's. There was that lull there when I was a kid, that that week off between Christmas and New Year's, where you got to play with the new Christmas toys, where you got to kind of hang out and relax before you had to go back to school. That 10-day vacation was always so welcome. I loved that period of time. And I love it now, too. I'm able to take time off as an adult, but (laughs) the time that I take now is, oh, God, just let me rest for a week. Back in the day, you were filling the days with whatever activities you could squeeze in. Oh, let's go bowling. Oh, let's go play outside. Oh, let's ride our new bike. Oh, let's go do this. Let's go do that. I remember those days if there was snow out, which wasn't always the case back when I was a kid because... Christmas is the end of December, yes, but that's still very early winter, so we didn't have a lot of white Christmases. We didn't have a lot of snow when I was a kid, so we didn't play out in the snow during that week between Christmas and New Year's. But we thought about it, and we were looking forward to the snow, and I remember looking forward to the snow. But this end-of-the-year groove that we're talking about, that little niche between December 25th and January 1st, It was kind of a fun time when I was a kid. I remember that because you had no responsibilities. You had nothing that you had to do. Well, except for clean your room and put your toys away. But for the most part, it was a relaxed period of time. So we kind of just hung out as kids. That's all we did. We would go to a friend's house. We would play board games. We would do whatever. And it was fun. Now, we also looked forward to New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve was not a huge holiday for my parents or really for my family. I mean, we liked New Year's Eve. We looked forward to the end of the year. We always stayed up till midnight. We always watched, well, back in those days, it was Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. That was the modern hip show that we kids wanted to watch. And then on CBS, my parents always wanted to watch, oh, I'm trying to remember, it was, it was... Guy Lombardo. Wasn't it Guy Lombardo? I'm pretty sure it was Guy Lombardo or Lawrence Welk, one of those old-time big band conductors who did the schmaltzy music, and they had a New Year's countdown show, which was just as boring as you could possibly imagine when you were a kid. Oh, it was horrible. They just played band music, and there was nothing exciting about it, and you had to sit through that to get to the countdown. And, oh, please, make them stop with these oompa music. Oh. But we got through it. But it was always something that we looked forward to, that countdown to the ball dropping. But before we got there, we had our New Year's tradition. Now, in my family, as I said, my parents were not big partiers. They didn't go out on New Year's Eve. And I remember, oh, do I remember. Well, people get drunk and drive like maniacs on New Year's Eve. Yes, I know, Dad, but if there's a party, you can go to it. I can I can stay home by myself, watch the kids. It'll be fine. Now, we're not going to take any chances out there with all those drunks on the road. 
Every New Year's Eve, there was nothing but drunks on the road. From the time that I can remember my parents talking about it, there was nothing but drunks on the road. And we did not go out on New Year's Eve. And it was so bad, when I finally got my driver's license, I was always afraid of driving on New Year's Eve because I thought there was going to be nothing but drunks on the road, swerving everywhere, and I was going to be playing some kind of video game, but in real life, trying to avoid all the drunks on the road. My dad's voice ringing in my head, all the drunks on the road. Turns out there's a lot of drunks on the road, but they're not every other driver, just about every third driver. (laughs) It was never as bad as it was painted out to be, but my parents stayed in on New Year's, and that was fun. We had actually a family tradition that we started back when I was a kid, and my dad started this, and I do this tradition to this day because Mrs. Gamer Dude and I don't go out for New Year's Eve. We're not big partiers. We enjoy each other's company and we enjoy going out and having a good time. But New Year's Eve is one of those forced celebrations that you really don't want to have to participate in. At least we don't. I know a lot of people do and they get joy out of it and they they like going out and doing these big things for New Year's Eve. I'm not one of those and Mrs. Gamer Dude is not either. So she's happy with Gamer Dude Pop's tradition, which is you order in Chinese food for New Year's Eve dinner. I've been doing that for as long as I can remember. And what we used to do, right around 5.30, 6 o'clock, sometimes a little later, depending on how the day goes, but right around that time, we'd lay in an order of everything that you always wanted to have at a Chinese restaurant. You want some dumplings? Get some fried dumplings. Get some steamed dumplings. Get both. How about some General Tso's chicken? That would be good. Chicken chop suey, that would be awesome. Let's have some of that. Egg foo young, why yes, thank you very much. Shrimp fried rice, let's try that. Happy family, oh yeah, that's got good stuff in it. Let's get some of that too. Egg rolls, do we have enough egg rolls? Everything that you could imagine. Anything that you've heard of, we would order it up and bring it home for New Year's Eve dinner. Now, I don't know why my dad chose to do that, but I'm just glad that he did because it was really cool having the family gather around the table, open up all those food containers, and start chowing down on Chinese food. Now, in later years, we also added in the movies. So you could rent a movie and you'd rent one of those movies you hadn't seen yet and you'd sit down with your Chinese food and you'd watch the movie and just have a great night of it. Hanging out with the family, we'd bring out some board games after the movie was over. We'd play a little masterpiece or maybe some monopoly or a little risk and we'd have just a great time waiting for the ball to start dropping i'm sure you all know the ball drops in new york city at times square i know not every city does that and i know there are other time zones aside from new york and i know i have people listening from other parts of the world so i'm not trying to shortchange your celebration but for me when i was growing up the ball dropping in new york city that was the big thing that we waited for So when I say the ball dropping, just hear me saying midnight because that's what we waited for. We wanted to be awake at midnight to ring in the new year. And we were allowed to do that. My parents let us do that for New Year's Eve. And we loved looking forward to that. I'm not sure why we loved looking forward to it because, you know, TikTok, 54321, Happy New Year, and nothing happens. There's really nothing that happens on New Year's Eve except the calendar changes. But there was something psychological about it, I guess, and that was kind of built into us when we were kids because my parents did make a big deal of it getting from midnight to 1201 and the new year changing and the TVs made a big thing of it. You had the TV shows and the song and dance and the celebrations. And so it was a big thing. So it's been ingrained in us that New Year's is a big thing. And so we really kind of enjoyed 
watching the countdown and watching the ball drop. And quite honestly, I still do. Now, I will admit, I do like watching the ball drop from the comfort of my living room. I'm not one of those guys who's going to rush out to Times Square, and people have been doing it for years, and I've never understood it, and I never will understand it, but I'm not one of those people who will go to Times Square and stand there all day long waiting for midnight to arrive so that I can watch the ball drop. It's not that important to me. I mean, I really enjoy watching it on TV, but am I going to stand in Times Square for 9 hours, 10 hours, 11 hours, in the cold or the rain? Honestly, even if it was 70 degrees, it's not a thing that's interesting to me. I can watch the countdown from the couch, thanks. Now, my family was not big on New Year's resolutions either. We didn't make them, not as a formal thing. As I got older, I started thinking about, well, it's New Year, so let's turn over a new leaf and let's get these things in order and let's do these things. So I would kind of use the beginning of the new year as a demarcation of, all right, let's do these things. But as for resolutions, it was never a thing. I know a lot of people like to make resolutions, but you know what? Why set yourself up for disappointment so early in the year? If you want to do something, if you want to change something in your life, just change something in your life. Don't set January 1st as the day to do it. You're putting undue pressure on yourself. Just enjoy the food and the holiday and don't make the new year something that's going to be a challenge to you. That's my philosophy anyway. Just enjoy life. So I didn't grow up with any resolutions. I didn't grow up making the New Year the focal point of whatever I was doing. I just enjoyed New Year's Eve because we were eating Chinese food, watching movies, and having a good time together. And I think that's the recommendation I make for you. Now, I know people like to party. People like to go out. People like to have a good time. But as I said, New Year's Eve has always been, in my view, one of those forced celebration things. Society is telling you, well, it's party night. Everybody go out and have a good time. You know, I'll have a good time when I want to have a good time. And maybe that's the philosophy I'm suggesting you adopt. Rather than do what society tells you to do, go party on New Year's Eve, live your life, man. Have a good time. Relax. Make your choices. And do things on your terms when you want to do them. And maybe that's the resolution you make for yourself. Don't make a resolution, well, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to become a vegan. Make a resolution to live your life on your terms the way you want to, and not the way other people dictate. I think it'll make a world of difference if you try it. Just a thought. Because if you make a resolution to lose 20 pounds or 50 pounds or 100 pounds, and you don't do it, you're going to beat yourself up about it. Oh, I'm a horrible person. How can I not keep my resolution? You can keep your resolution if you keep it simple. Live a good life. Be a force for positive change. Make a difference in the world. Those are good resolutions. And it's something we should do anyway. Just some food for thought at the end of the year. As I mentioned at the outset, it is our last episode of the year. It has to be. We do one a week, and this is episode 52, and there's 52 weeks in the year. So I did the math. I can't do any more this year. This is it. <laughs> this is all I can do. And I want to tell you, I am so grateful for all of you folks who've listened, who have jumped on board from the beginning, who've jumped on towards the end, and who are jumping on in the middle. I appreciate the fact that you've taken the time to listen to these episodes. 
I especially want to thank those of you who've been here from the beginning because I was listening back to the early episodes. And I am a perfectionist with respect to things like sound and music. And as I listened to the earlier episodes, I realized, oh, gee, those were not, those were not my best work. (laughs) Those were definitely not my best work. I thought they were really good. But as I've listened to other podcasts over the course of the year, and as I've listened back to mine, I've polished my production, I've polished my editing a little. It's still a little rocky at times, and I apologize for that, but I think we're getting better. But the fact that so many of you have been here from the beginning and have listened through all of the stuff that I've done and all of the silly stories that I've told and some of the moving stories as well, I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. As I said when I started the podcast, I wanted to tell stories about what things were like when I was growing up. And I've done that. And the reaction you've had to them has been really positive. I know people have been really receptive to some of the opening up that I did in the episodes about growing up as a fat kid and growing up being bullied through school. People reacted very well to that. And there was a lot of people who listened to those episodes and got a lot out of them. And I heard from a lot of you, and I really do appreciate the fact that you got something out of my experiences. And I know people have been entertained by a lot of the other episodes I've done, too. The one about driving keeps getting mentioned a lot. People were very happy with the Christmas episode, and I'm very happy to share my stories with you about those kind of things. Driving and Christmas and Halloween. The Halloween episode got a lot of reception as well. I couldn't be more happy than I am that so many people have reacted so well to all of the episodes. It means the world to me. I even heard from my cousin who listened to one of the episodes where I mentioned my first time driving. And I was delighted to hear from him. It's awesome to touch base with family over little shared memories like that. And that's really one of the reasons that I wanted to do the podcast was to connect with people on a different level, on a more personal level, and share some of the experiences that I had as a kid that made me the kind of person that I am today. One of the other reasons was some of the experiences that I had as a kid are things that folks younger than me in their 20s and their 30s, who I also know listen to this podcast, have never experienced. I know it's an alien concept to a lot of 20-somethings to have the idea of hopping on your bike as a kid, biking three miles from home, hanging out in a park with your friends without a parent around. But that's what we did. And so I wanted to share those kind of stories with you guys. Now, for those of you 30 and under, when's the last time, for instance, that you went out and toilet papered a fence? When's the last time you got to drive a car through a field? When's the last time you took a front end off of a vehicle? It's a different world now. And so that's why I wanted to share the stories of what it was like not that long ago. Because you can get a different feeling about the world around you today when you understand how different it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. I read something the other day, and I'm paraphrasing from Calvin and Hobbes of all places. But you know what? I love Calvin and Hobbes. And the paraphrase is this. Every day seems the same, and then suddenly everything's different. And that's what life is like. I've been around the sun a few times now, and every day seems the same. And yet, in my lifetime, the world is so incredibly different. And it amazes me every day. But I want to share the stories of what it was like before, so that you guys can understand how different things are. And I'm not meaning that in a bad way or a good way. It's just a different way. Change is good. It's scary, but it's good. And we can all change and adapt as life goes on. And maybe that's all I'm saying. Life changes. You're going to change. The world changes. Look forward to that, but let's not forget where we were. Because that's kind of important too. Now, I don't have a cliffhanger episode for season one. 
There's no cliffhanger here. There's no dangling from a cliff. There's no explosion to see who's going to survive. This is not that kind of podcast. I can safely say we'll be back for season two and we're going to start right out of the box next week. But I do have ideas and plans for season two of Storytime with Gamer Dude. My plan is to do a few episodes with some of you loyal listeners calling in and maybe exchanging stories with me the way I've told stories to you. I have to do a little setting up of things to make it possible for a call-in guest, but I was thinking perhaps a call-in interview. Some folks have expressed an interest in joining me for the podcast, so that would be kind of fun. So if we can get some stories from other folks in there, that would be an interesting road to take the podcast down. And I have plenty of other stories too. Oh, believe me. (laughs) I've had a lot of stuff happen to me in my life. I've done a lot of things, been a lot of places. And as long as you guys keep listening, I'll keep talking. One thing I'm good at, I can talk. And I really do want to thank you for listening to me as I continue to talk. It means the world to me. Thank you. Now, before I wrap up, and I do know we're a little shorter than we usually are, but it's the end of the year. We're all busy. We've got things to do, places to go, people to see, games to play. So I don't want to take up too much of your time this week, but I do want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. I want to thank you for listening to all of the episodes. And I want to thank you for all of the support you've given me, both for the podcast and for the Twitch stream and on Twitter and pretty much everywhere you guys see me. I appreciate it. I see you and I can't thank you enough for everything that you do for me and just for being out there for me. You guys are the best. That's going to do it for this episode of Storytime, the last one of 2018. Thank you so much for supporting me throughout the year. It means the world to me. I'm delighted to have you listening. I'm delighted to see the podcast grow slowly but surely. I'm glad to hear people comment on what I have to say. And I'm glad to hear people say, can you talk about this? Because people have asked me questions and I'm willing to talk about whatever you want to hear about. I appreciate the interaction with you guys, so thanks for being part of that too. Thank you for spending so much time with me. You guys have a great New Year's Eve. Have a great New Year. We will be back the first week of January 2019 with a new episode of Storytime. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Please be safe, and I will see you when I see you.